Grits don't work on me. <laughs> grits don't work on me. I built up a tolerance over the years. <laughs> okay, what's the thing about the grits though? Like, does he? Does his character usually have grits or something? No, no, that's just that's just straight <laughs> right there. <laughs> so really, he he picked probably the what's the, he googled just like hey what's the blackest thing what's the blackest thing you can eat and he poured but he got grits poured it wrong so you can clearly tell he doesn't understand it oh god <laughs> see there's so much sub yeah i know there's so much it's it's too many layers of subtext like god damn it like i get it like you know when they, you know how we joked about like in books when they say, you know, the curtains are blue and they're like, yeah, you know, people over exaggerating saying it's sad and everything. Yeah. He's actually doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like he took that and was like, yeah, but what if it really did mean? Basically. That? Yeah. And we are rolling in five, four, three, two. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast. Your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King. And as usual, we have this freakish monstrosity <laughs> sitting right next to me. <laughs> the heavy breathing. <laughs> I'm like, what are you wearing? I had this Ted I had this Ted costume for like a good couple of years and I just, <laughs> Oh my god. You just now, I have never seen that. Oh no, ever. I had it for a few years, dude. It's been sitting in storage. I thought you were just I thought you just bought that. Oh, yeah, no, no. that's what I thought. Oh no, I I what's I put it in that package that shrinks up, and just kept in the, like in the closet for years. <laughs> but yeah, it's me, Adrian. Yeah, we got Adrian <laughs> sitting right next to me, and of course, sitting in the control room is our technical director, Mike Cards. Hello, everyone. <laughs> How are you guys doing tonight? Happy Halloween! Happy by the way. Halloween! Yeah. Yes. Yay. How's your how's your day been going, guys? Spooktacular. Okay, don't Great. don't I don't need to hear that. <laughs> it's hey, hot in there. I know. <laughs> I was about to ask. Do you think you could do the thing where it's like you have the uh, the cast members where they just like wave the hands? You know, where they're like they're walking through the crowds and they're just like it's talking about like a Disneyland oh, or something hand, like that. The hand wave. <laughs> you know where they do like they can't say hi verbally, uh-huh. so they have to do like the, the little. <laughs> Where's my eyes? Right here? Right there. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh no. <laughs> you made this. <laughs> hey, man. Well, you're not, at least you're less threatening for the kids. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. That's wow. so great. But yes, this is our Halloween special we have. So, of course, our main topic we're going to be covering over is our Halloween movies that we did talk about last week for the actual Halloween Ends episode yes. that me. Mike and Adrian all selected a horror movie franchise mm-hmm. that we painstakingly sat through and had to watch, especially for Michael, because Michael hates anything horror. Uh, yeah, I usually hate. You know, no, scary. you hate horror and you hate eighties, and we gave them to you both. You gave the- me the worst. <laughs> you gave me the worst of both worlds. <laughs> So it's going to be great. But of course, we're going to jump into his film news because there's always something happening in the news world. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, the first thing we have to mention is Leslie Jordan getting in a car accident and passing away at 67. Man, that was a surprise. That was a surprise. So if you guys don't know him, he was from American Horror Story, Will and Grace, um, that new show, uh, Call Me Cat, which he was actually on the way to be shooting when... 
It's, they said he had a heart attack. They said that's suspected. It's a it was sp- suspected heart attack, yeah. but they don't know if the heart attack killed him or he had a heart attack and then got in their car accident. Yeah, that not for sure. Yeah. yeah, but man, what a tragedy! Sixty-seven years old and just to go out. Oh, jeez, man. Yeah, and he's such a funny person. I yeah. always like watch all his TikToks and everything. It was just it was always a pleasant just yeah. to hear his voice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so moving on from that, um, the Rust lawsuit is finally being settled and they will resume filming. That baffles me. I did not think they were going to continue shooting oh, no, after I, that. I, I figured there were. You, you, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, there's no way they're going to let this project go. They're going to keep no, going. Like, there's so many other projects that have had fatal accidents like that. They just had to close up shop because of the controversy. Yeah. Like since they're going to plan to finish filming this. Yeah. Are they still going to be planning for advertisement, all that stuff? Do they really think they're going to get the money back f- from the whole controversy? Because this this is something that a lot of people are not going to see because of what happened. Yeah, no, I think they will. Honestly, I think they're going to they're going to because of the controversy. People are going to watch yeah. the movie. Really? It's one of those things where they use the controversy for promotion. Because wasn't it a, a Netflix movie? Yeah, it was supposed to be a Netflix film, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's, there's so much uh, you know controversy behind this film itself already. Mm-hmm. It's easy for them to just, you know, to write on it. Yeah, that's very true. But it sucks, but it's yeah, very truth. distasteful. Very yeah. distasteful. Damn. So does that mean you think they're gonna uh, oh no, they didn't shoot the scene. They were just practicing it. Damn it. Can you imagine? Well, I mean one one they would actually I know what you're going for. I got I got a lot. Okay, yeah, they would never use the actual footage. No. The uh of a death. I I think it's only happened actually once, but for death wise, they never you're not supposed to use actual footage. Do you think they've taken extra steps this time? They they better. Yeah. They they, they better. Seriously. (laughs) You don't want to have like another mistake like this happen. My biggest thing, what I'm wondering, whoever will be the next cinematographer, will you trust them? No. Think about that. Another scene. Hey, we're going to do a shooting scene and, you know, they're going to be pointing the gun towards the camera. Are you going to trust them? Would you trust that? I think at this point, they're going to hire people to make like to show in front of people that they're going to unload the gun, open it, show it, and kind of, you know, okay, we're good. You know, actually supposed to do follow procedures and steps. Yes. They're actually going to do that. Like on camera. I mean, not on camera, but in front of people, they're going to start doing it. Instead of, you know, doing their normal job behind the scenes, they're going to be like right in front of the camera, right? See this? Open. Look, it's clear. What if you just have that one person that's like, oh yeah, I'll get behind the camera that's connected to this very long HDMI cord that mm. goes around the <laughs> building away <laughs> from the set? Or, yeah. like, or they'll take that scene out completely. Oh, that's a good point. They'll no, right around. No, they'll probably take that scene out completely, but there's still, a, it's a Western, so there's going to be other shootout scenes. But I'm talking about, like, they will no longer have where a person's in front of the gun itself. Uh, okay, saying? something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where there's no staff in front of the gun at all times. Yeah, that makes sense. That's wild to me, though. Yeah, it is wild that they're still going to go with that. But also what's huge and wild in a whole other studio, we have... James Gunn and Peter Safran now going to be the new heads of DC Film. A new studio, right? Yeah. It's a brand new, because what was before? DC Studios? It's just, or DC movies? It was just DC Films. Yeah. Just DC Films? Yeah, so now we have DC Studios. So now they really started from the very bottom. Like they built up like from there up, like a whole entire new business. I guess like a whole entire different branch. I think it's- these guys run it. Well, is it a whole, whole new branch or is this just leftovers from DC films that they carried over into a new? I think, it's, I think they're going to do the leftovers first. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to actually go into like 
making real um real good changes actual actual changes yeah but we did mention james gunn being a huge lead yes, into dc did. films like it, we yeah. called that a while ago yeah. i we I, called that up and warner we want our money we want our money yeah definitely <laughs> warner bros we we gave the suggestion we want our money after the suicide squad i was on point and declaring like this man is gonna be a huge big deal to warner brothers and it'll be stupid enough for them to get rid of him. Yes. Lo and behold, they listened. Yep. And now he is going to be leading with that. Do you think that will be any type of issues in creating different types of various content? for? Because you know their original strategy is they want to create their cinematic universe, but every film is different. It's own their own creative design, their own genre, their own content in I, itself. I... And I think a, that's what they want. And a lot of people are focused on James Gunn, his type of comedy and style and that's, directing. Mm. Do you think that will fester out throughout all the other yeah. DC films? It will fester style? out, which there are other DC characters that do good, that do well with that kind of style, with that kind of comedy action. Yeah. You know, but there are other ones like, Please don't do that with that man. Don't, don't do that to Batman. Please don't do uh, that. Just, I see what you so mean. I, I don't see them touching Batman. I think for right now, we'll be safe knowing that Matt Smith, for the most part, not Matt Smith, um, Reeves? Matt Reeves, Reeves. Yeah. is going to be holding on to that Batman helm for a bit. Well, yeah. he's doing his own. I mean, he's creating his own universe. Yeah, his own universe, but you know, it's still going to be under directions of DC Studios. Yeah, yeah. I, you yeah. know, actually, I, what I kind of hope that um, Gunn will do is look out for like, uh, like lesser known characters. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like what Marvel's doing, where they pick out like you know those, yeah, those, those obscure DC characters yeah. that most people don't know about, and try to bring them up into the forefront. Yeah, I can, I can see that stuff like. Um, Booster Gold and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I can see those characters finally coming out into the limelight. So you're I mean, wanting to see a little bit more um, like C-list and B-list characters? Yeah. 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 Why, not? Why not? Why not? I mean, Henry Cavill coming back as Superman, which was a big deal, mm -hmm. apparently. Mm -hmm. I, I was yeah. not surprised. Yeah. yeah. I, I was a little surprised. I was I was not surprised at all. I There's bad blood there. Yeah. And yeah. it made sense why he would never want to go back. But also at the same time, seeing the new revamp they're doing and yeah. the new heads of the studio, I can understand why he'll feel more confident. It's like, okay, it's not the same people before. So maybe something different can happen. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is like, you know, as awesome as they see Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green, uh, what's it called? Uh, Flash. I kind of want to see other characters. I mean, yeah, I do want to see characters outside your original. Set. Yeah. Yeah. You could still have your Trinity. You know, you can still have the Batman, Superman, Wonder One, but you have so much content to work with. Mm -hmm. And DC is more than just those three. Yeah. I mean, look at the Justice League logo. <laughs> it's literally filled up with every character. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, start using them. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Damn. Well, I, I really do believe, though, that James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to start using a lot of these other characters. And hopefully we can start getting a lot of better content out there with the DC films. Mm -hmm. But lastly, with film news, before we move on to our main topic. So we have all these other studios, Universal, Warner Brothers, Sony. They're trying their hardest to eat up as much content and buy out every other small studio as much as possible. Mm -hmm. You know who's not doing that? Disney. 
For the first time. For the first time. Disney is actually, at the moment, is not trying to acquire any content, any companies, any rights, any big major money moves, which the last like 10 years they've been doing that. Yeah. And it's been huge, big move after big move after big move. Well, mm-hmm. it's because they got they got to start now using those studios that they yeah, bought up. Yeah, they have to That's utilize true. it. Like, did, did they, have they got all, I know they've got their money back from Star Wars. Yeah. Have they got their money back from Marvel? They should have, right? By now? They, they, they now, yeah. yeah. They got to. There's no way that they, they have made their money back. Yeah. So now at this point, it's just pushing profits. Yeah, because. Which that has been the new thing for Bob, uh. Which is uh yeah it's it's, it's back, yeah it it might affect the company itself uh, I can tell you right now mm-hmm. whenever a CEO is like pushing for heavy profits everything falls apart little piece by piece mm-hmm. because they'll start you know uh, they'll start pulling out budgets out of sh- either TV shows or projects and then you'll see you know the outcome of that or has Disney recovered their money back from buying Fox yet well, I don't know not yet that's seventy one billion dollars do you think this could be them just cutting back on any huge purchases and just focusing on what they have and yeah. maximizing profits. Dude, they own so many properties. Like I said, it's not only properties, but IPs. It's that they so own. much. It's so much. Just, I hate to say this, but just reboot shit. Just, <laughs> just reboot stuff. Just do it. Just do something to make your money back. Yeah. <laughs> just keep rebooting, keep rebooting. Even though we bitched about so many times about all these reboots and remakes. Dude. Okay. How about this? 21st Century Fox, right? Remember that one era when they had nothing but crappy TV shows? Yeah. Reboot one of those. Doesn't 20th Century Fox like have an entire vault of unused scripts and pilots and shit? Oh, yes. Like, can't they start digging into that? Oh, yeah. Dude, they got so much. (laughs) That era was complete trash. Yeah. But imagine what's also behind the scenes hidden or what's put away in the vault. That's true. That is very true. What was so trashy that it didn't make that trash? Or what was trash back then that might work now that was in that vault? Dude, like I said, they just got to go out, send some intern to go in there and start digging. Start digging, man. You just So basically, you got to go in underneath. You got to travel to Minas Tirith. <laughs> you got to do what Gandalf get and just dig through the files until you find like a letter that just says, the year marks 34, the 34, the second age of Disney. <laughs> <laughs> marks the time that we have bought in the second age of It was right after the Great Rider Strike. <laughs> the Great Rider Strike. <laughs> And the purchasing of the Ring of Power Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) All I know is, is that with Disney trying to make a buck, they're increasing things at Disneyland. And I don't know how I feel about now paying $17 for my Disney ice pop mold. You know how I feel about it? I don't, because I don't go to Disneyland. No, I don't. You know how many, I got, God damn it. I don't even want to call out the names because I keep on seeing people who keep going to Disneyland every fucking week. Mm -hmm. God damn it. And they're still spending all that money. So hasn't uh, Universal surpassed? Oh, they're gonna. They're gonna. gonna, So it's gonna be good. Yeah, they're gonna. I mean, just quickly, uh, Disney uh, has been cutting back on their maintenance on the rides Mm. to save money. And on top of that, Universal is now opening up a new theme park in Florida, Mm -hmm. and they're expanding all their IPs onto the theme parks. Yeah. So they're that's why they're on the road of beating out Disney. And their I, annual passes are a lot cheaper. So uh, much cheaper. Way more cheaper. You, and they're now putting more thrill rides in the parks. Disney's, Disney, you know what? Universal played that long game. Oh, they did. Oh, no, yeah. They, they waited. They said, they were like, sir, we need to buy up these studios. And like, no, no. Just wait. Just wait. Disney's going to fuck up soon. Don't worry. They're going bearish. We're going bold. <laughs> <laughs> also, remember, too, that at one point, uh, Disney was offered the 
uh, Harry Potter franchise. Oh my God. They turned it down because they thought it was pointless. You know, I'm glad they did. Yeah. And uh, now look at Universal and Warner. Yep. Now look at how happy they are. Look at them. Now so. they got to ride with giant ass spiders that Mike cannot ride on. No, I can't. <laughs> and that breaks down right in front of the Dementor staring you in the face. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's like I can never ride that ride again. Absolutely not. All right. So we're going to go over to our main topic, which is about our Halloween movie franchises. You know, all the scary films that we love. But just right before that, we have a shout out from our sponsor. That's right. Audible. That's right. Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks. They have over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. This week, I'm reading The Halloween Tree by Ray Bradbury. Spooky. Spooky indeed. <laughs> so visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash redband for a 30 day free trial. You get one credit. Good for any premium selection title that you like, yours to keep forever. The Audible catalog also contains podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. So go check out www.audibletrial.com forward slash redband. That's right. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash R-E-D-B-A-N-D redband. That's right. Hope you guys got that. Yeah. Now on to our topic, which is... The pinnacle of what makes horror in general the biggest genre out there to scare yes. people. I feel like you should be playing ambient, like spooky noises. Just, ooh, just start, start backing ooh. me up. There you go. <laughs> no, I did that. I'm just a ghost too. So what I'm talking about, of course, is slasher films. The classic slasher films that everyone knows. You know what I'm talking about. We're yes. talking about the Friday the 13th, the Halloween, the Nightmares, the Child's Play, the Leprechauns, the Wishmasters, all that. You know when you yes. start getting part five, part six, part seven. Oh, God. But, yes. you know, you know, part four was the final chapter. And then, <laughs> and then four after, more final chapters. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they don't know when to stop. So we're going to be covering over three major franchises that each individually one of us had to sit down and yes. watch through. And we'll talk about how each one of these franchises do connect in a specific way because there is a lot of backstory between all these movie yes. styles that we chose. So should we have Mike go first? Yeah, Mike. This might go first. This yeah. So Mike, right. what was your franchise you chose to watch? My choice pick was Friday the 13th. The good old Jason Voorhees. Yep. Yeah. Old machete wielding, hockey mask wearing, crazy bastard that <laughs> haunts one specific lake. He just micromanages that one lake. Did you enjoy it? This was your first time watching them, right? You know what? I've seen the newer ones. Yeah. But I've never gone back to actually watch the old ones. The old ones. No. What did you think about the old ones? So... I'm probably going to touch a nerve for some people, but uh, I don't care what fond memory you have because probably you've never gone back and watched it again. The first Friday the 13th sucks. I'm sorry. How, how dare you, Mike? I'm sorry, but that, it does. And that's not even coming from the standpoint of like, oh my God, he doesn't like slash films, which I don't. But I did not find this 
scary whatsoever. It's like, oh, well, it's because the eighties. No, dude, it just straight sucks. What did you? What did you really hate about this one? Oh, the first one. Oh Jesus! All right, well, where do I begin? Yes, no. The whole time, like, so whole pretext before anything. While Michael was watching these movies, me and Adrian got a series of messages, <laughs> very angry messages from Michael as he was watching this movie. These damn kids. They're so stupid. Then maybe five minutes later, why hasn't anyone noticed people are disappearing? Yes. <laughs> Nobody was no. And there's like, oh, well, that's just your classic. Like, no, here's the thing. You're an hour and 20 in. <laughs> there was a group of like seven and now two are left. And those only two are not wondering at all where, where everyone else five went. <laughs> and people have gone and be like, hey, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to do so-and-so. Never come back. And they never question it. They started that trip, right? Friday the 13th, the I'll be right back and they never return. But Were no. they the ones who started that whole? I, I believe so, but I'm, we're just going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> say yes. POV shots the entire movie. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's supposed to be the eye of the killer. All right. Well, we're, who's the fucking killer? <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, that's the mystery. Okay. I get that. But then at the very end, when it shows Jason's mom, who the fuck is this random person? <laughs> She's nowhere to establish in the beginning of the movie. She's just some random chick that comes out of nowhere. It's like, oh, don't be scared. Who are you? I'm going to freak out too. Like, why are you so chill about this? It would have been so much better if at least maybe she would stop by the camp and be like, oh, I've been, I lived here along the lake for so-and-so years, blah, 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 blah. And at least establish like, oh, there's this one other person. Yeah. And then if you see her again at the end. It made sense. It would make sense. But there's no twist. It's just like, oh. She comes out of nowhere. I'm the killer. And then the protagonist girl who knocks her out, you know, this is an old woman, knocks her out three different times, drops the weapon every single time yep. and runs away. Mm -hmm. All right. The other thing as well is like the guy that's fixing up the camp, uh, the person that's given the one doe eyed girl that's like, oh, I'm going to be the new cook. But again, also another thing, no one wonders where the hell she's at because <laughs> she's the first person to go. Yeah. And it's like, hey, when so-and-so gets her, just direct to the kitchen and start cooking. Never right. shows up. Never shows up. And nobody asks, like, where is so-and-so? She has not come at all. Like, no one's established that whatsoever. Gets a, hitches a ride with one of the locals up to the camp or the camp entrance. All right. Or at least close to it, apparently. I don't know. She hitchhiked just twice. But the stupid thing that, see, I, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you're too busy bitching and lost your train of thought too, oh no the guy that yeah. they're going up to who's fixing the camp even though they just established like what happened all those years ago I was like oh two kids were killed blah 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 how many years whatever but they don't establish why he's rebuilding the camp the guy that gives her the ride is like oh yeah he must have sunk like 20,000 in alright well why <laughs> why is he sinking 20,000 into remaking this camp is he looking to open it again is he looking trying to make back a profit like is he just like one of the campers that went there so many years ago and was trying to reestablish like you know a childhood memory of like hey I used to really enjoy this place until it went under like what is happening there's too much stuff happening there's too and much not enough answers and then and then <laughs> here we go here's the worst part oh wow they cut off her head she survives. Ah, oh, you know what I should do? I'm going to climb in this canoe and row out to the middle, <laughs> middle of the lake. lake. After all that. After all that, <laughs> you row out into the middle of the lake. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, she had to just sit there and reflect on everything that happened. Keep in mind, all the action that happened during this time was the last 20 minutes of the movie. Yep. Mm -hmm. The whole hour, other 20 is just really annoying 
jarring POV shots. But man, you get Kevin Bacon, you know, stabbed through the through the throat in the bed. All right, you get that. You get weird long walking shots. Not even like of the camera walking, like in Halloween. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we made a huge point yeah. between the difference. Like a lot of people after Halloween came out tried copying that Halloween long takes that they were known for, and it, nothing worked. All it was was a stationary camera pointing forward, and they just told the actor or actress, hey, walk from point A to point B. So now you got to sit through 20 seconds <laughs> of just watching them walk, weirdly speed walk, from point A to point B across the screen. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess I'm watching a Turner Classic movie. <laughs> Dude, those what we call low budget horse. Exactly. God, it was. I hated it. I hated the first one. Second one got a little bit better. Third one was the best one out of the, the so far the three that I've seen. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This one's a lot better. They've established no now. They've established uh, stress and the creating of what did I say? I created. I created. It was like a creation of like a worry. Or like a need to worry. Okay. You know, like and now it's like, okay, something's happening. We're not liking this. We need to figure out what's going on. What the hell is happening? You didn't get that in the first two. Until <laughs> much too later. You know, establishing, oh, unforeseen consequences that happen due to a result that happened earlier in the movie. Mm -hmm. But the third one, the person I hate the most is that weird fat Jufro kid. Yeah. <laughs> the one who just keeps... Doing jump scares on everyone. Like, God, you're an ass. <laughs> I know. You talk about a little. Like, and he, he just does it. It's like, oh, that's just his way of getting attention. Well, it's like, well, dude, what the hell? Just talk. Just just freaking communicate or something. So your conversational skills are just lacking. And you're just a freaking dick. <laughs> and then he cried wolf so many times. When the time came for him to get killed, they're like, knock it off. And he's like gasping for air. Yeah, that fucking little bastard. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Sorry for cursing so much, but God, I hated him. Yeah. You always have to have that one character in all these type of horror films that you just, you want them to die. You hate yeah. them so much. Like, I get the jerk character where it's like, okay, he's an ass on purpose. Yeah. But this dude is just annoying. Took it to a whole nother level. He's not the jerk, like, ass that's like, okay, maybe he's going to get laid, maybe he's not. No, this is the dude that's just like, the really weird kid in class <laughs> that nobody wants to be affiliated with. Like nobody can pinpoint what's wrong with him. He just has terrible communication skills. Like that was him. That was him. Okay. That was him. <laughs> and he was, he sucked. And when he died, I was like, Oh, all right. Cool. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. Shut him up. God. But you actually did like part three. You're saying I did like part three because now I was like, okay, now they took, the things that were wrong with the first one and two and made it a little bit. It was like, okay, now we establish a story. Now we're establishing characterization. Now we're establishing plausible cause. Now we're establishing mm -hmm. like, you know, actual. And you got to remember script. like Jason Voorhees doesn't even show up until part two. Yep. No, no, he doesn't. And yeah. then in part two, now you see like, oh, silhouettes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. maybe a boot. Oh, maybe he was walking across the ground. Like, mm -hmm. now you see You him, see parts, yeah. But yeah. you see parts but of him, and I like that. He, he doesn't get his hockey mask to the third one, though, right? Right. Yeah. So he had a bag over his head, like a, a knapsack. And I was yeah. like, ooh, that's kind of cool. And then the third one, he gets the infamous hockey mask yeah. that everyone knows him for. Because apparently that weird, annoying kid 
just comes prepared with a wetsuit and harpoon gun. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I don't know why. Just who knows? <laughs> Fucking idiot. Oh man, man, you. I'm glad you actually sat down to watch these films, and I was surprised you actually did like any of these films. You know, and, and you guys were kind of right. I was, well, if I jumped into the earlier, into the newer stuff. I probably would have even freaked out. Yeah, yeah. But I had to watch from the very beginning. Beginning, and it's so, the corniness. Yeah, you yeah. you you got that corniness, and you're seeing what they're building up off of that corniness. Yes, that it's it's no longer scary. You're just kind of you're actually enthralled into the story of where they're gonna go. It's almost like Fast and Furious. Yeah, you yes. know, You're waiting for the next one for the next bullshit they're gonna put out. Yes, and to see how they're gonna like okay, how do you live? It's how like, do you survive this yeah. time? Yes, that's. That's kind of like with Halloween, right? Yeah. With your franchise. You mm-hmm. chose Halloween, right, Adrian? Yeah, I chose Halloween, and I kind of regret that one. But yeah. <laughs> Why do you regret that? Dude, that's the Halloween multiverse. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the best way to describe it. Well, it's a choose-your-own-adventure. Yeah, because it goes to three different branches, not including the t- two separate ones are off on the side. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, yeah, let's go over those branches, yeah. I think you may need to bring up a visual, Anthony. Oh, yeah. I get Actually, the, go to the um, Halloween wiki. Oh, there you go. Because even I was confused when you guys were describing it to me. Yeah. Uh, franchise well, wiki. Put franchise wiki and it'll, it'll actually pop up. Well, okay. Well, the thing is, you have to understand the context beforehand on how it turned like that. Yes. Okay. Let's see. All right. So you have the three choose your own adventures, which is the most recent one, which I did first was the, the 1978, then the 2018 Halloween. Uh Actually, if you go down to... That should show a whole chart, right? No, no. Go back out of that page. Go the, go back out. Go into the actual... Not the fandom page, but the wiki page. That one. Okay. Go on that one and go down, and there's an actual little chart. Got yeah. it. Here's a oh, chart. Oh, there you go. Can there's you, an actual chart. Yeah, there, there it is. There it is. Okay. That's the chart right there. Oh, now, I wow. went from the, 80, um, the 78, mm-hmm. then down to the 18. That was the first one I went down to. So, okay. You started with the new franchise series. Which I enjoyed. I actually liked that one a lot. Okay. You okay. enjoyed that. Did, well, we just got done doing our podcast of Halloween Ends. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Halloween Ends, leading up to Halloween Ends, it was great. It made sense. It was not super corny. It was actually... I won't say scary, but there were a couple jump scares in there, mm-hmm. and it was pre- it actually fits the story pretty good. It didn't add it didn't add uh, they retcon all that bullshit of like him be- uh, Lori being the brother, yeah, mm-hmm. or being a sister to him and all this stuff. So they, they got rid of that. all that out. So I like that one. Mm-hmm. I gave that one about like a, I will say a solid seven. Okay, that franchise. Mm-hmm. Then the second one I watched was going from the seventy eight to eighty one. Then down to H two O. Okay, so the Lori Strode timeline. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit. Sorry. <laughs> but uh God, that was just a wreck. The whole thing, or were there any good points with this? When it went to number two, still pretty good. Not bad. Down to H2O, it got really weird because it st- skipped 20 years ahead. Yeah. And even then it was okay. Uh that's my- the one with uh Josh Hardnett playing as her son, right? Yes. Okay. And in my notes, the I mean the main takeaway was uh where is it? It's uh Elo Kuj licking his lips. Oh, yeah, he, this, he was the security guard, he was wasn't security he? Guard. Elo Cool J was in this movie. Uh, yeah, see, I've seen, I've seen that movie a lot when it was on TV. And the number one thing I do remember is Elo Cool J, all his scenes, just licking his lips just, all the time. Just, I'm talking about in mid conversation <laughs> as well, not mid- like 
This guy's yeah. talking mid-dialogue and he's licking his lips still. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of like LL Cool J's thing. Like no matter what, he's always licking. Like his lips have to be constantly chapped. Now, is it the lip licking that's like, say he's talking to you, he's hitting on somebody. He's like, hey, yo, let me talk to you. And yeah, like, he's always doing that, yeah. but he's is always he, doing it. Is yes. he doing like the hand rub too? Where he's yes. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. yes. <laughs> All this while, on the, by the way, he's talking to a woman on the phone, his girlfriend on the phone while doing this. Uh, what? <laughs> yes. So he's rubbing his hands, licking his lips while they're on the phone. Okay. And he's moving his head. He's doing his whole thing to a person on the phone. He's mm. not even looking at. So is it, this is just a, f- a physical cue for him at this point. Yeah, that's yeah. just his whole thing. And in this franchise or this series yeah. or this timeline, he is apparently extremely swole because he gets big. Like he got from Halloween one and two. And yeah, he it got was big. Like, and on that, he, this guy could put one arm pull ups to the ceiling. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh shit! Like that's Michael how he hides. Lives. Dang! He hides it. He grabs one. The bar goes up to the ceiling, then lowers us slowly back down, so he doesn't make noise. <laughs> Damn! And he and by the way, he's he's up there for quite some time. Not like a few seconds. He's up there for a few minutes, up to, or up to like ten minutes at a time. But which one's worse, H two O or Resurrection? Dude, Resurrection was a nightmare. Freaking bust arrives, dude. Like, also that. Buster Rice as a smallest as ever been. In that <laughs> yeah, he was compared to now. No, he got he's jacked now. He's, oh, he's huge. massive now. Yeah. But yeah, this is a lot smaller. But Buster Rhymes. Yeah, this is what it was actually widely considered the worst film of the entire fr- uh, Halloween franchise. Resurrections. Wow. Yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah. It was so bad that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, only had eleven lines in the entire or eleven yeah eleven lines of dialogue and requested to be killed off. Yeah, she got killed off in the beginning, very beginning, and she got top billing. Do you think that that uh, that her experience on resurrection kind of led to like her current feelings now, where she's like, I don't want to be a part of this. Uh, no, no. In this, in this one, she says she hated it. She straight up hate, say they hated what they did with the franchise. Mm-hmm. Okay. She is okay with the new one. Okay, but I know she was still pretty pissed with Halloween ends. I think with just or just the new franchise, the new too. franchise, because they said there was going to be that it was going to be one movie. One well, new no, it, it, it was, it. No, it was supposed to be two movies. Two movies. Yeah. And two then movies. they split it into three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because but, the studio wanted a trilogy, even though technically they were getting a trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. But I know that she was pissed when mm. they told that it was an extra movie. Yeah. And she was absolutely just. Oh, yeah. I would done. be. That's, that's not under the contract, the original yeah. contract. Yeah. But how about the original timeline for Halloween? So you got Halloween, Halloween yeah. 2, and then. Of course, you skip three and he jumped to Halloween four, the return of Michael Myers. How was that one? That one was okay. I don't, it was not the worst. It was it was okay. Like I felt like because I was watching the Halloween movies not that long ago and it felt like it really fell apart starting at four. Yeah, the story itself four, not the worst, but it it got really weird towards the end when it showed you know the very actually the very end. When it has a little girl now becoming, oh, like Mike Myers, yeah, where she killed her mom, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Loomis was straight up gonna shoot her ass. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Loomis was like straight up like pointing a gun at her. The cop takes away the gun, and the cop points the gun. I know, I heard too. No, okay. So an entire Halloween franchise, you have Doctor Loomis, who's played by Donald Pleason. He's just. He's always at level 10. Yes. Like, <laughs> he does not know when to calm his shit. Like, oh. his entire theme throughout the entire Halloween series is like, he's pure evil. We got to destroy this evil. Oh, yes. 
And in Halloween <laughs> five, while this girl is in a bed in a hospital, he's doing the exact same tone. <laughs> does not bring you down. He doesn't bring the tone down. He's like, like it's evil. Tell me, tell me where he is. Oh my God. Doctor, let her sleep. <laughs> yeah. I'm not joking. That's an actual. Okay, so here's the ending for Halloween for the return of Michael Myers. So basically they beat Michael Myers. It's all done. They're going back home. And they're like, we're going to just rest and wash up. Now the little girl, she is the niece of Laurie Strode. Okay. So that makes her still a relative of Michael Myers. Cause in this timeline, mm-hmm. Laurie Strode was the daughter or no, the sister of Michael Myers. Okay. Yeah. So this is supposed to be some kind of theme, like, you know, the curse of that family will no. always. Wait, she's the daughter of uh, Lori. She's the, oh yeah, she's the daughter, yeah, yeah. She's, she's, the, daughter she's, the, yeah, she's yeah. the daughter of Lori, yeah, yeah. They just so kill her off screen. she's the daughter of Lori. Yeah, yeah, because they killed Lori off screen, right? Which yeah. makes her the niece of Michael Myers, yeah. because Michael Myers is related to Lori. Exactly. Yes. So now you're going through this POV shot, like how they set up in the first Halloween. Except it's not Michael Myers this time. So she comes walking down the hallway. She puts on her mask. And then you hear the scream. So he's going up, trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Now, the, the now cop watch. stops, gets the gun, he looks up, and they're <laughs> <laughs> they're ready to shoot this girl. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I mean, would you kind of? Yeah, that then, was, okay. I gotta admit that was kind of a lame twist. That was a lame twist. Then it goes to the second one where she loses her voice all of a sudden. Oh yeah, and she's in the hospital, right? Hospital, and then they, then Mike Meyer comes back again. Like I, I like, off. I, I like the fact that Mike Myers gets riddled with bullets in like every film. Yeah. And somehow, somehow he keeps his cool and keeps going. And yeah. I know they're trying to build on the whole, you know, he's evil incarnate and some weird supernatural thing might be coming along. That's where that very last one come in play. Yeah. yeah. When did that start? The whole bringing him. Did it start with two? Trying to make him more supernatural? Yeah. Number two is like, he's so evil that he's, he's not man. Yeah, it's like he's changing. And that's and that's how it shows him like getting jumped and beat and stabbed and shot, and still he like gets up. Well, that Halloween place. kills the new one. We're talking about the original Halloween. Oh too. well, still it's yeah. just like it's like you know what is he a guy or not? But at the same time, so you had Halloween two that ends with uh, Loomis and Michael blowing each other up in the hospital, yeah. and then you go to the fourth one. Okay, so what? Whatever. Michael Myers, he's supernatural. He can survive whatever. Get shot a million times, get your head blown off. Cool. How did Dr. Loomis get away from that explosion with only like a couple small burns on his face and arm? He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He literally lit an entire room filled with ether. Dude, it's... The whole building blew up. (laughs) And he walks away with above like a few birds. Maybe he has that Michael Myers gene. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the evil transported on him. <laughs> the twist. Hey, he, Michael Myers has oh, that no. ability. No. We've we seen it. It does. What? The, the evil does transport on him. In the very last one, the Crystal Myers, at the very it end. It does. 
it, the evil gets it gets transferred over. So he does get the evil. He does have that ability. So it makes sense in Hollywood ends how he can transfer his evil to Corey. Yeah, that's. <laughs> so wait. So what you're telling me is okay. In the, okay, in the Hollywood, uh, the Curse of Myers. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and that movie it turns to a complete left turn on why he's evil. Apparently, it has to do something with paganism. Uh. And druids, apparently, <laughs> it gets weird. Yeah. It gets really and there's weird. There's like a symbol, and now there's a cult that protects Myers, or it's a cult that protects the world, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And they need to get banish that evil, or they need that evil there to stabilize the entire world. Something like that. Yeah. It it's, makes no sense. Makes no sense. And the fact that this guy has <laughs> also a big thing was that guy, the cult leader. Yeah. Did this guy had to go get his like suit tailored or? Because he wears oh, yeah. his entire suit. That is true. Like this, it looks like something out of Bloodborne. <laughs> I'm not joking. He has like this trench coat, this huge thing, and like that was a custom job. It was. Yeah. It was custom. <laughs> but yeah, at the end of it, they the kid somehow controls Myers with his blood and tells him to stop. And then they transfer the evil from Myers to Loomis. Mm-hmm. And Myers now working wearing that costume. Yeah, yeah. And Loomis is screaming, and that's it. How it ends. So I what, forgot about that. So what you're telling me is Michael Myers is actually Voldemort, <laughs> and with his ability to transfer evil, mm-hmm. it's basically a Horcrux. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, basically. So <laughs> Michael Myers and so, Harry Potter are connected. <laughs> so one thing I did take away from the entire franchise is a Michael Myers hates sex because if you're having sex, he's killing you. You're dead, virgin. So that's what's happening. Uh. He has evil GPS. <laughs> He's able to find you no matter where you're what hiding. What the hell? <laughs> evil GPS. I mean, yeah. How can he catch anyone walking at that pace? What? Someone having unprotective sex. I must go and kill them. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope. But, but evil GPS, like, you, I'm talking about like you're running away. And it's not like they're running like from a different room to a different room. They're running out of the house and going to a random neighbor's house. Yeah. And he finds them there still. Damn. Yeah, so he has evil GPS. Mm-hmm. Hey, Michael's a, a, a tank because this guy just walks <laughs> at times through walls or not the oh, walls, through glass. Like glass nothing. the whole way too. Yeah, when you just walk right through the glass door. Yeah. While everyone's pounding on the door trying to get it open, this guy just walks through it like nothing. Uh, including he has a lot of torque because this guy is nonstop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nonstop. He's just unstoppable. <laughs> and apparently this guy could teleport a lot. He has the Jason teleportation power because in the movie, apparently that if he, he doesn't like, like what was the number H two O when he decapitated the guy? Oh yeah. And it was not him. It was, it was not him. him. Somehow he teleported out away from there and switched places. And also he's immortal. He is definitely yeah, immortal. He's definitely immortal. He get the amount of times he gets shot, stabbed and just they never really established like he was supernatural, but they're kind of just hinting at it. But apparently he has to be supernatural. He's so... Uh, no, the one explanation was the more people he kills, the more evil he gets. <laughs> and evil just apparently preserves you. Yes. So in that uh, newer timeline, dude must be immortal because he, he killed at least like 50 people. Yeah, it was a lot. He, he really upped the game in murder in a new timeline. But what would we say is your favorite timeline out of all of those? The newer one. The newer one? Okay. one, it's it's more it's more manageable. It's at least it's very consistent, mm-hmm. except for the very last one. Yeah. Because somehow also one thing, apparently in all this franchise and entire timelines, 
every last film drops the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Curse of Myers drops the ball. Resurrection drops the ball. And drops the ball. What about Season of the Witch? I didn't get to that one. I didn't want to bother. <laughs> that's the, its own thing, right? It has nothing to do with Halloween. Also, same thing with Rob Zombies. The second one dropped the ball because it got the it got oh, yeah, negative that, reviews. That's true. Yeah. So it's always the, the last one. Drops the ball. That is true. All right. Well, my franchise, I of course chose is the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Nice. Now, I have seen this franchise many, many times over. So I wanted to do a little different this time for you guys, just to make a little entertainment. So we're going to be reading excerpt, like excerpts from Drunk Anthony. Okay. I was not sober during this time. I feel like I should throw up like a background of like, <laughs> throw up like a, throw up like a, like nice reminiscent like Victorian music. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we got, of course, the first one starting off with Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, introduces for the first time Johnny Depp. His first film ever. Yep. Gets pulled into a bed sheet and just, he had the worst death in there. I will say in most of the franchise, he had it the worst. There was literally nothing left of him except for blood. That's true. Yeah. It was just a fountain at that point. Just literally falls asleep, gets sucked right in there, shot right out. This man got noped. Yep. So I have for the first film, it introduced, of course, Johnny Depp. I put a lot of fade to black transitions, which the first film had I think about six or seven fade to black transitions. Makes sense for that era. It was a lot. Way, way too much. Also, I really liked the cool effects they were doing in the very beginning. So when Nancy was sleeping and Freddy comes out of the wall, that was a really, really cool effect. Yes. Now you get into the funny parts. Freddy is not scary at all. The first nightmare sequence chase where he gets the first girl, Tina, and kills her, he runs like a fucking idiot. Pull it up. <laughs> I have to pull this up. I don't know how this was scary back then, but apparently him waving his arms around like a fucking madman and just chasing you down the street is terrifying enough. What? I got to show you. Right here, this scene right here. So this is the first appearance you get for Freddy coming out. Is God. <laughs> <laughs> Does the cowboy run? How how's that scary? <laughs> you want to see that again? First introduction to being chased by your killer. <laughs> yeah. Just, hey! <laughs> <laughs> Lily runs like a fucking moron. <laughs> it's so stupid. Also, I forgot how religious this movie was. Yep. It is very, very religious. And I didn't really pick that up. It was a lot of talking about God, a lot about crucifixes, the concept of evil. It was really focuses about, focused on that. And I... That's something that I've never picked up. I watched the series a lot of times and I have never picked that up once until I had to have a lot of drinks in me. Actually, no, it makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Next moving over, I have 
Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Ooh, the good one. Freddy's Revenge, which, by the way, the third one should have been called Freddy's Revenge because he actually gets his fucking revenge. This one had nothing to do with anything in the series. It was a complete random story that they just randomly put together, and it was so, so, so homosexual. This movie was so gay. It was. And I'm not saying in a bad thing. What I'm saying is there was a lot of repressed sexual tension that this director had that he needed to get out in this film. Like it was definitely just some built up, some built up sexual. I can say that Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is probably one of the top gay movies of all time. It is, dude. It- have you ever seen it? Have you no. seen Freddy's Revenge? Oh, man, you got to watch it. You need to watch this. The amount of sexual innuendos, the amount of sweaty, skinny white boys, the amount of just, uh, I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's so on the nose. That one scene where he's, that girl comes to his house. Remember when he's like, you need help clean your room? Oh, okay. So there's a scene where his love interest comes over because he can't get out of the room because he had to clean it first and they need to go out. So she throws up the signs like, you know, I could help you clean your room. You know what they do? Sex. No, no. Uh You would think, you would think, but no. They clean the fucking room. (laughs) But they do it in a provocative way where it's like, pass me the dustpan. No, no, not even. No, no. It It felt like it was going to lead into that. It was just like, hey, let's clean my room. Right now, son. Right now. Oh, also, before that, before when he first starts cleaning his room, this is his little tantrum because he can't go out and he has to clean his room. So he's going to clean his room and play some music. What kind of music do you think this boy's going to listen to? Abba. Oh, you have no idea. Watch. Uh, you think he's going to play some, either some rock or... Like that, man. <laughs> oh my god. This is his music selection. <laughs> oh bro, just come out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have it. Oh, I need to figure out it's right after that part. Right here, perfect. Oh, also during his little montage. Watch this. Oh, 100%. That was... What the yeah. fuck? What? <laughs> yeah. What? Just yes, pop this little cork. <laughs> also, so he's freaking out because he believes he's being possessed by Freddy Krueger and Freddy's trying to come out. Okay. If you can see the message. You know, Freddy coming out. Oh my God. Yeah, so... So he's making out with his girlfriend at her house party in this little private room. He freaks out, leaves the party. You know where this boy goes? Where? To his friend's house and wakes him up in the middle of the night, gets in his bed. He's like, you need to watch me sleep. You're lying. No, that's... (laughs) 
Let me see this. Bro, let me see this. <laughs> Dude, you got to watch this movie, man. It's You need you really do need to watch this movie. Oh, they have the full movie on here. Perfect. Did it really? Yeah. Free? Right here. There you go. Perfect. Then So, he's getting down with her. Okay. Freaks out. He needs to leave because he thinks Freddy's controlling him. This is where this boy goes. Right after this. Pool party. Girls okay. everywhere. He was about to get laid. You know. Jesus Christ. You scared the shit out of me, man. Hey, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, that's, yep. Hey, that's suspicious. What are you doing in my room? Yep, go straight to him. <laughs> Sus, wow. right? How did he even get in? Oh, it's the 80s. All the doors are unlocked. Yeah, it's always all the doors are unlocked. Because you can trust your neighbors. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I have, there are so many innuendos within this movie where I was like, what is just going on? Basically, there's a scene where his coach catches him at a gay bar, takes him to the school, and for punishment, has him run laps. Okay. Then he tells them to get in the showers. And while he's in the shower, the coach goes into his locker room and pulls out some rope. What? He yeah. has this boy after school, late at night, tells him to get in the shower and pulls out some rope. And then he gets attacked by Freddy, who whips him in the ass to death. Um, come on. Really? Uh... Do I even want to see this? Oh, you do. You do. You... Yeah, here he goes. So he got in trouble. He's running laps. Okay. This is after school, late at night. Hit the shower. Like a dickhead. Hit the shower. He takes a shower. While he's in the shower, what is this coach doing? Grabbing the jump rope. Why? You have a boy in the shower that you told to get in there. You're dressed up in leather daddy outfit. He was planning to rape this kid. 100%. He sketched out about it. He's, lo he's looking to see if there's <laughs> anybody else. This is extremely, look at that Adidas sponsor right there. Yeah. So of course he gets attacked by Invisible Freddy. Dragged out. Oh, I think he's gonna cut out right beforehand. Yeah, he gets put up and then stripped naked. <laughs> Mad sus. And then they start whipping him with a towel to death. That's so dumb. Oh, yeah. It is so That's dumb. So, yeah. Wow. But then, forgetting all that, because, of course, you move back into Fright, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Now, this is when Wes Craven does come back mm. into the franchise, and he's like, you know, second one was shitty. We just got to make this work again. This is probably, I'll say, the best in the entire series, 3. Y you actually... Get a continuation from the first story. So after, so the whole pretense, of course, of the first movie is Freddy Krueger, evil man, kill children, 
parents of the town got together, burned his ass alive. He comes back as a supernatural demon, dream demon, starts killing all their kids. Okay. He kills a good amount of them in the first movie. The third movie picks up and you're like, these are the last of the Elm Street kids. All the other kids whose parents killed Freddy, he's got to all of them. These kids, I say these have to be the like the most clever way he killed off these kids. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely did. So he is pissed. He is vengeful. You got uh, Lawrence Fishburne in this movie. He's going by Larry Fishburne for some reason. Before his, well, what, really? Yeah. And he's credited as Larry Fishburne in this movie. Larry Fishburne. Yeah, Larry Fishburne. Maybe he tried the stage name and just didn't work out. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he didn't have faith in this movie. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. When it comes to this kind of franchise, you, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. But this has had the cool ki- kills. You had like the most like extreme dreams. You had like all like the high production. So like this is when they really, really got the production to yeah. do some crazy stuff. My favorite kill, I will say of the entire franchise series of Nightmare on Elm Street has to be the TV scene. So this girl oh, yes. is in a saint. They're all in this insane asylum because they're having basically bad dreams and night terrors that no one believes them are going to fuck them up and kill them. Mm-hmm. This girl, she wants to be a celebrity. She's always fixated on the TV. So one night she's like, I just want to watch TV because, you know, people are dying in this hospital. I'm freaked out. And you're like, okay, we're going to let you, you know, watch the TV in this room. She falls asleep. Freddie attacks her. Okay. But you, you know, the whole thing about Friday, uh, the, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street where, yeah, if you fall asleep. No, not that, but Freddy Krueger constantly says bitch a lot, right? It's his, his, it's his going catchphrase. Like, I'm going to kill you, bitch, or you did something, bitch, or some kind of pun that leads into bitch. Okay. This is, has the best, I'll say, bitch pun to it. Dreams. So. Precisely what they need. She falls asleep in the room. And sleep to release all that negative energy. Elizabeth. Oh, they're going to cut off right beforehand on this one. I have to pull up the full clip of how she dies. Cause okay. Right here. So she fell asleep. Now she's like, what the hell is going on? If you see the TV being weird, are you going to walk straight up to it? No. Yeah. So she hears a strange noise as she walks up to the TV being weird. And then Freddy starts coming out. I love this effect. I love this effect too. Oh. It's pretty cool. This is it, You're big breaking TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Best kill right there. Welcome to prime. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Then don't they find her body just Yeah, in the TV. Yeah. Yeah. They open the the door and she's hanging in there. I was like, oh, she killed herself. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. It's so high up elevated. Like, did they think she ran up to the TV, jumped head first, and just stayed like that? Yeah. But yeah, they they take it, they chalk it up as a suicide. And the series keeps going on with this whole concept of dream warriors, and these kids can like fight Freddy back in this dream. Spoiler, when you get to the final. Freddy's dead, hit the number six. He killed every child in Springwood. He won. Wow. I think he is the, the only actual of these serial killers who actually wins. 
Yeah, he got. Freddie doesn't win. Or no, I mean, Jason doesn't win. No. Michael doesn't win. Leprechaun or Chucky, they never win. Freddie actually is the only person who succeeds in this goal. He kills not only all the children of the parents who killed him, he kills every child in the entire fucking chi- in the entire town. Now, the sixth one is really dumb. You don't actually get a kill happening until like an hour and 10 minutes into the movie. The entire thing is just base setup of like trying to explain the entire Springwood town. So basically he kills everyone in the entire town, saves one kid, launches him out in the town and basically somehow gives him amnesia and convinces him to bring his supposedly daughter that he all of a sudden randomly has now in the sixth movie and to bring her back into the town for, they never really clarify if he wanted her to be a killer like her or he just wants to kill her. Like, there's no explanation why he wants to see his daughter, but he just wants to see his daughter. That Freddie's daughter. Yeah, Freddie has a daughter out of nowhere. Never explained. Just he has a daughter and he was doing all these children killings. And basically the wife finds out and then he kills the wife and then she sees it. And all of a sudden, I guess, like she told on him or something like that. Because they never explain like. Yeah, they never get into it. How. Like he gets caught afterwards or how she got away from it. It's just like all of a sudden you see her kill them, see him kill the mom. And all of a sudden it jumped cuts and then bam, she somehow got away. And they explain like she told the cops everything. And that's how he first got caught. That's how Freddie got caught. Apparently the first time. Okay. Yeah. But it was so much like needless backstory that didn't need to be there that it killed the franchise for like, I thought what final nightmare came out in. Well, I have to say 90s, like 96. 90s, yeah. yeah, something. No, like 92. Yeah. Friday Night came out in 92. Then when did Freddy versus Jason come out? Do like 2000, what, like three? No. It's got to be like, it's got to be like. T- yeah, 2003. Oh, You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look at you. So Freddy versus Jason. This is where it gets interesting. This is called, this crosses mine and Michael's franchises. Yeah. Yep. So. Freddy gets the idea, I need to come back, and I can't come back until people remember me and fear me, so I'm going to wake up Jason Voorhees to go to Springwood to start killing people so they fear me? Like, that doesn't make sense. It, no, it doesn't make sense, <laughs> but... No. Fucking, we got a, we got a versus movie. We man. got a versus movie. That's all that matters. Whoever wins, we lose. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Doug, you didn't get up to Freddy versus Jason, Mike. But do you remember that movie much? Yeah, I still remember its gems. Yeah. Did did you did you remember liking it? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I remember watching it and thinking like, oh my god, this is so freaking cool. Because I was like, because I didn't like slasher movies, but I was like, oh my god, two slasher movie franchises going at each other, going head to head, head to yes. head. Like, dude, come on. That was like, did, do you remember the marketing? Dude, the marketing was crazy for this movie. But it was the thing is, this was two dead franchises. Yes. And they did have the idea beforehand to cross this early on with uh, Jason Goes to Hell, part yes. eight. Or, no, no, uh, part nine. Yeah. Where at the end he dies and then Freddy Krueger's hand comes out and grabs his mask and drags it back yep. to hell. Why did it take so, though, so long just to get the whole crossover <sighs> between them two? Dude, I don't know. It's one of those things like they apparently the idea has always been there because there's always been a versus apparently in movies. Yeah. Ideas. Like there's always been like uh, early on, like Alien vs. Predator 
was a way earlier concept than we think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also a, a what's it called a Terminator versus RoboCop uh, that we had Freddy versus Jason. Mm-hmm. Dude, the versus idea has always been there. Apparently, they oh, I the, I guess the creators want like, well, what if these two fight? And there were plans after Freddy versus oh, Jason true. to continue these versus series with these franchises. Oh yeah, there was a Freddy versus Chucky idea. Uh, Michael Myers versus Hellraiser or Pinhead. Yeah. Called and Halloween. Halloween. And you, you were surprised that was something new that you found out. Yeah. Right? I was, when I was, because I started watching also Hellraiser mm-hmm. on top of that. And I found out there was a crossover idea where somehow Pinhead and Myers meet up in hell and they fight it out. Then towards the end of the film, uh, Myers becomes a Cenobite with his mask being fused on him. That's- I was like, oh, that's weird. But okay, because I was trying because you still find sometimes comic books of like the crossovers. Yeah, and that was like, oh, that was a really odd one. Yeah, that would been really, really, really weird. But there was also a um, was it deleted scene or was it just a planned idea oh, no, it to was. In- incorporate Pinhead into Freddy vs. Oh Jason. no, it was in the script. Like it was already finalized. Like it was ready to go. Okay, they just needed the permission from the studio to use Pinhead. That's mm-hmm. all they needed. So what was the whole idea with that? That final, okay, it was all the final scene where they're fighting on the um on the deck yeah. or on the by, on the lake. Yeah. That fight's supposed to drag on into hell. So once they get blown up or something happens where they get, get thrown into hell, mm-hmm. they continue the fight in hell right when they're supposed to deliver the final blow, which is Freddy like coming out of space and Jason with the uh, machete coming upwards kind of thing. Yeah. That one final strike. Uh, chains are supposed to come out, pull them apart, suspend them in midair, then Pinhead's supposed to come out out of the darkness saying, gentlemen, do we have a problem? And that was supposed to cut it from there. Uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been interesting. Honestly, I would have been okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's like I said that would have been actually a great ending, but they just couldn't get permission from uh, the studio to get Pinhead. They wanted way too much money uh, for that one. I think like at most it was supposed to be like a five seconds cameo and that's it. Okay. But they wanted to lead that up to something else. Like their whole plans like lead up like a bunch of verses. Yeah. Which that means I would have got my, my. Your, uh, ho- your horror, your horror universe, the yeah. multiverse. Yeah. You would have got that. That see, that would have been a really interesting concept. But the thing is like what really made like Freddy versus Jason really, really a- interesting is it still kept into the continuity of both franchises. Yes. Because Freddy versus Jason still takes place after Freddy's dead, the final nightmare. And it also still takes place after, um, not Jason X, but Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Because Jason X will take place after Freddy versus Jason, yeah. right? In the timeline. Yeah. And they do talk about like the events that happened leading up to it. Yeah. So yeah, it makes, to me, it was like, it was our- it So was, it'll be interesting how they would have incorporated like Halloween into these, uni- you know, you see what I'm saying? Because that would have basically saying that Michael Myers was in the same universe as Freddy and Jason. That honestly, I think the uh, and same thing as Pinhead, which Pinhead would easily make sense. Yeah, it's an interdimensional being, so yeah, I could go between dimensions. Yeah. But they could easily say, "Oh, this town, you know, Halffield is a fake town anyway." So, so they yeah. could just like shoved it in there, like, "Up, oh, yep, it's in the map. <laughs> it's on the map. It's you know, right next to Springwood. Yeah, it's right there, <laughs> and right around the corner from Camp Kistle Lake." <laughs> and then you know, they go, "Oh, there's Chucky. He was there too, right there, right there." <laughs> Apparently, this in this verse, it's like nothing but horror, and everybody's like, "All right." It's part of our normal life. See, that would have been really interesting. I would have dug that a lot. Like, is there any like crossovers you would have liked to see happen? 
any verses, <sighs> any two horror franchises going head to head. Well, let's see. I kind of like that Michael Myers pinhead yeah. idea. I don't know, dude. I saw Hellraiser recently, and I got to tell you right now, it's not that great. The original or the new one? Uh, I, I actually want to watch the original probably tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I watched the, sorry, the new one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I watched the original uh, original ones. Yeah. And I got to tell you right now, dude, it's... Uh, Are any of them good? Because we talked about this so many times where the confusion on the lighting. Yeah. Which, okay, I reconfirmed my... My, I went back in there. And you, it, are, you rec- are you reconfirming your statement? Okay, yes. They are so evil, they produce light. They do that, but it does not excuse for them to point it in the wrong direction. <laughs> because there is times in that film where the shadows point in three different spots. Where it's like when she's running up the stairs, there's a shadow casted behind her, beside her, and in front of her. There's a shadow being casted in all, in all directions. And it's because they're using spotlights. And I guess you you have limitations on. Oh, that's right. You showed me this. Yeah, the See, worst fucking lighting ever. Oh, sorry. Oh yeah, I need the audio. Yeah. Okay. So here they come out. His chattering teeth. Yeah, his name's Chatter. He's just. <laughs> Look at the lighting of that. It's so hard. See, it's like, see the see lighting? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. hard on her, hard on the side. It's so, it so hard blown to out, too. Guess his name. Fats? No, Butterball. Wow. Also, bullshit is not a puzzle box. Yeah. If it's a puzzle box, then a preschooler could solve yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah. Because, or it's, a, it's actually a self-solving puzzle box. It's It solves itself. Because so all they do is just turn puzzle. it one time, it opens up, it turns by itself, and you just push it down, and that's it. So what you're saying is rigged. Oh, yeah, yes, it's, it's definitely rigged, rigged. And can I say, like, during these scenes, you know, like, the wind, like, fan is, like, pressed right up against his face. Like, you can see the smoke. It's so thick right in front of his face. Like, they have the fan so close. It's literally, like, right off no, no. camera. Go, go back a little bit, like, a few seconds back. Yeah. Why when it gets dark, I think someone walked in front of the lights. No way. <laughs> someone just blocked lights off. Someone just blocked the light, like, oh, crap, I'm in the way. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That would... I don't know how some of these franchises would work being crossed over. Character-wise, Maybe. As an idea. Yeah. But story-wise, like from Hellraiser, it's like, dude, th- this story is extremely like just sexual. Like it's all about sex. That's all it is. It's a lot of repressed sexual tension, right? A lot, man. A lot of like BDSM. Uh, BDSM. Yes. There's that one shot, there's a guy hanging upside down with chains and he's just like groaning. That's all he's doing. He's orgasming. Oh. oh he's like, oh, oh. <laughs> it's like, and meanwhile, all these like Cenobites are standing around him just watching him. <laughs> It's so weird, and I, this, I do miss this part of filming in general. Like, you say you hate the 80s so much, but this is why I love the 80s, because you get all the weird stuff like this, and people were just literally just seeing what stuck to the wall. They were like, you know, we got a random idea. Just weird demon guy has pins in his head, and he wants to sexually torture you to death. Just why not? We'll get a couple hundred thousand dollars from that back. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much 
Well, Clyde Barker, the, actually, that's the reason why he did it. Yeah. It's because the, uh, he, I guess he had other books made mm -hmm. to films and they butchered it completely. It's like, no, I'm going to make it myself. <laughs> this is my vision. So this is all Clive Barker. This is his personal vision. Yeah. You got some problems there, Clive. Yes, it is. You got some deep rooted problems. For real. And I, I never, I never knew what he looked like until I saw like a, a clip of him. Mm. Dude, look, I, I was during that era too. Like he just looks like a normal eighties white guy. <laughs> I don't know what I, I, I expect that he used to, you know, a little, a little like that weirdness. But weirdness, no. like that Stephen King weirdness. Yeah. I was like, no, just no. Average, skinny, white guy. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> With those same, those 80s glasses on. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Did you did you guys enjoy your movie franchises that you watched? Did you have a good time just going through and watching how these stupid-ass serial killers come back in the most stupid ways? Well, I feel like mine kind of, well, the first time I watched it. Yeah. The, at least the first movie, it didn't make any sense. Because he just pops out of the water. Mm -hmm. uh, from there on, I mean, the second and third. Well, the second one, he came back. Yeah. Third one, he actually died. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I don't know. I, I think I would like a slasher film. I'm I'm a stickler with trilogies. Mm -hmm. You you want to stick at the trilogy and yeah, nothing more. Nothing more. Because at that point, I'm just like, oh my god, another one. Like, Jesus, just kill him off already. Like I said, your franchise, I think you, Friday the 13th, had the most films, right? 11? I think so. I think so. They had the most. Yeah. Uh, does that include the, the reboots and the... No, with the reboot, that'll be 12. Okay. And then with Nightmare on Elm Street, there was seven with the reboot making it eight. And then Halloween. Fuck, let's see. I went through... Yeah, six... I went through this. And then H2O and Resurrection, which that makes eight. eight and then you had ten. Rob Zombies, which makes it 10. ten. And then you had the new trilogy, 13. 13 plus Season of the Witch, right? No, that I, I oh, include Season. Okay. So yeah, yeah 13. So you had the most. Okay, Halloween. So damn, 13 movies, man. Dude, like I said, I still didn't go through all of them. The only ones I did not go through is the Season of the Witch and Rob and Zombies. Rob Zombies yeah. Which I'm not going to. At this point, I'm already tired of it, dude. Is it just Rob Zombie himself or are you just those movies and sell? Because that's my biggest gripe. Before I head out, I am a huge person who's against a lot of Rob Zombie films. I'm, I'm not, not a Rob against Zombie Rob Zombie, but this guy, don't let him touch anything that has to be rebooted. Don't let him reboot <laughs> anything, man. He has a bad history with that, especially with the new monsters, man. Come on. Oh, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I heard you butchered that. It's, it's, okay, just a quick, like, just a quick thing on it is yes, he watched every episode and captured the heart of the characters, but that is a franchise is long gone. No kid wants to watch the monsters. <laughs> no one cares about that. No. It's 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 a it's a franchise that copied the Adams family and that's what it was. Yeah, makes sense. That definitely makes but, sense. But uh mine, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I like seeing that where it where a lot of horror came from. Yeah. The ideas, the the POV shots, the long takes, the mm. the, the the tracking, the you know all those things. Yeah. Uh, the slow buildup, like I like seeing that where where now that I know where it came from was the Halloween itself, mm. and everyone else keeps messing it up. Oh yeah, and I really enjoyed my nightmare series of how it started off as a serious horror and just they stopped caring by the sixth one. They were like, what kind of jokes? How many more puns can Freddy say? How many more bitch one lighters can he put into that? Other than the uh, um, the other one, the meta one, 
Wes Craven did. Oh, New Nightmare? Yeah. Other than that one, which I enjoy. I, most people don't like it. I actually like okay, that one. I rewatched New Nightmare. I'm not loving it as much as I did the first time. Oh, no, I still love that one. It's to me, it's it's still a great like story. Like the concept behind it, it's it's interesting. You know, you created a story, and now some actual demon is taking the form of Freddy Krueger, the creature you take, and he's killing the cast members and crew of the movie that made the first movie. Yeah, you know, ultra meta. You know how Wes Craven does this whole little meta thing with Scream and all his other movies. Yep. Mm-hmm. Concept hits, execution wise. It's a product of its time and it doesn't work out. Yeah, because that was before Scream, I believe, right? That was after Scream, I believe. I thought it was before because I, th- I thought that was like right, that right, right when you guys told Metaphase. Scream, when did Scream come out? 96? Yeah, 96. And then New Nightmare. 94, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so, yeah, so it was. This was the start of his whole meta. Whole meta thing. Okay, yeah. so yeah, that did start it off. So this, I think he learned from this to make Scream. Hey, man, you, you had to crawl to run. Yeah. Dude, that's why West Craven's one of my favorites. Yep, definitely one of my favorites for me. All right, I think that's going to be a good place yes. where we're going to cut off this episode. It was a long episode for us, but of course, it's our Halloween special, so we had to give you guys a nice little treat. So, you guys, of course, can... Well, actually, we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. Do you, what is like your favorite Halloween horror movie slasher franchise? Do you love Nightmare on M Street? Do you love Friday the 13th? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on the Next Year to YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on our open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast for a listener to discuss episode topics and various other film related news. We put out episodes every Monday. For audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast. And as usual, before we finally head out, we got Mike giving you guys those last end notes. Yes, all the ways you can... (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. All the different ways you can be able to listen to us, as Anthony has mentioned, not to mention that you can be able to watch us on YouTube. Uh, to be able to watch the live versions of these podcasts if you want to be able to see our banters and see the costumes we're wearing where, you know, Adrian's dressed up as Ted, the bear. <laughs> and then Anthony is dressed up as the... the monarch. The from monarch. Venture Bros. From Venture Bros. Yep. Monarch. <laughs> if you know it, then you'll want to see it. Mm-hmm. So be able to head over to YouTube and... You know, be able to uh, subscribe, like, share, comment down below what you believe we should cover next. And we also have our Patreon account. So, Patreon account for subscribers to be able to subscribe to new content, which we hope to make even more of with the more subscribers that we get. So, more subscribers equals more new content for you guys. So, head on over there, subscribe, suggest to a friend. You said subscribe so many times yeah. like that. I'm tired. Okay, it's late. I'm tired. All right, just subscribe to the different ways: Patreon, YouTube, podcast, iHeartRadio, everything, everything. There you go. That's it. All right, taking that back, and of course, please like and subscribe. We will see you next time. Later, taters.